0: we're not dead a podcast about a story of survival
1: bang, 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 bang. Uh. Hello and welcome to We're Not Dead number 54, the official community podcast for We're Alive. I know some of you were really excited to get uh, Brittany back. Unfortunately, she had a scheduling conflict. So uh, once again, I am Nick Voodoo. Um, thank you for coming back because I know we've been off for like eight months now. And I promise you stuff in the off season, The off season was fucking crazy and I'm really, really sorry. Um, we didn't get around to doing an episode. But hey, we're back here now. I have a guest host with me. Um so guest host, please introduce yourself.
0: My name is butt ButtSex McGee.
1: ButtSex Sax McGee? You sound awfully familiar, Bud Sax McGee. But since I, but, but, but I would like to just, I
0: I like we're alive, it's fun, and it's cool. <sighs> um, I mean, I've got I, okay, I've gotten a lot weirder during this past gosh, I don't know how long it's been since I've been on.
1: But I think it's been about a year.
0: Yeah. Freaking life has to get in the way of everything. But I am back, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Yay! Hooray! Uh, it so So for those so of you good. who made it through my intro, ha, good for you. For those that turned off, you suck.
0: <laughs> It'll be your last one, man. Bah-ha. I bet you're probably ready, though, to turn over the reins. Oh, yeah. I'm
1: so ready to be color commentator and not host. So
0: let's just give a round of props. Not applause, but props. To Nick for holding down the fort while I was away and, you know, scheduled, scheduling guests and all that good stuff. You know, like, good job, man. Thanks.
1: I appreciate it. It's, it's good to do. It. I like talking to you all uh, out in the We're Alive universe, so uh, keep it coming. We're glad to have you. We're glad to have be back on the air after so damn long. Um, so, yeah, we, we got stuff to talk about, dude.
0: We do, yes. This is like our little pre-season four hype episode where we're going to get y'all excited and get those pants a little stiff in the nether
1: regions, if you know what I mean. Oh, yes, sir. All right.
0: So we don't need to recap the season finale because no. ain't nobody got time for that and no, i be you, here it, all day.
1: You know what? If you haven't heard it by now, man, I don't know what to tell you. You are really far behind.
0: Yeah, you better, better catch up on that because like the last season starts in a week and holy crap, I can't believe it. Ah.
1: And Bruh. we are going to tell you, before we are done here today, what the Chapter 37 title is.
0: Yes. Yes, we are. And we're going to wait yes. till the very end, because we're cocked yeah. like that.
1: Yeah, so either... Th- well, first of all, thank you for downloading and Now you can either skip to the end and skip all of our <laughs> wiki whee- banter to get the chapter title, or you can sit through it and uh, feel like you've earned something tonight.
0: You know, I feel like I should uh, kind of introduce myself, reintroduce myself, because probably I was not a bad plan. I was going through the forums today, you know, all thirty-eight pages of them, and I there's a lot of new contributors that I have never heard of before, because clearly, you know, I just haven't been as active. But that's all going to change, okay? So. If you are wondering who this perverted person is that sounds like a female who's probably actually really a man, my name is Brittany Bromberockerockerocker. Rocker, Rocker. That is a nickname that was bestowed to me uh, by Greg Miller. He used to be my podcast co host. Yes. Indeed. So, anywho, um, I met Casey through a blog I used to do called zaxi.com. And I feel like it was when We're Alive really started picking up momentum. I mean, it still had several uh, episodes out of that time, but it was just really doing its social media push. Anywho, so I did an interview with Casey and Shane, and I asked Casey after the interview if there was anything I could do to help promote you know, We're Alive because it's amazing. And we came up with the idea for a fan podcast titled We're Not Dead. So that's where this came from. And then as last season progressed – I got super busy with, like, moving and other shenanigans, but now I'm all settled, and we're good. I'm back, like I said. So, pleased to meet you.
1: Nice to meet you again. It's great fun. Uh, and again, I'm Nick Voodoo. I'm one of the admins of the forum. I'm also the webmaster of the forum. So, if you have a forum problem, I'm probably the person you're going to end up talking to about it. And um, or bitching at. Yeah. I that's at. <laughs> um, so... Uh, I used to do a prediction blog, that's what got me on here in the first place, and now uh, I have taken over as co host in the absence of uh, one Mr. Greg Miller, who has moved on to uh, great and wonderful things in his career.
0: Greg Miller, Pete.
1: Pete. Pete. Waterboy.
0: Good old old Pete. Alright, so speaking of uh, co-hosts and cameos, whatever, let's start off this Season 4 hype episode about how Nurse Britt is going to save the day from everyone. Well, for everyone, not from everyone. Nurse Britt is pres- presumed to be dead. However, I like to think she is in Fort Irwin still, stationed in her uh, bomb shelter that no one else knew about, where she is consuming hot wings and whiskey.
1: Or she's nuclear waste.
0: Or she's, she's very upset about that terrible uh, lack of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? She didn't see Tanya's bite. So she's very upset. So she's drinking her sorrows away.
1: Well, maybe when you are just so sodden with alcohol, you don't actually get affected by a nuclear blast.
0: That's exactly it. She's doing very well down there. It might smell a little weird because she doesn't have a waste receptacle, but she's doing okay.
1: Oh, good. I'm, okay. I'm glad to know that uh, Nurse Brid has survived uh, relatively okay.
0: She has. And this is not official, but it doesn't matter because I say it's official. And I have just to say as much as Casey Wayland does.
1: Well, this is the official community podcast, so it isn't is. this sort of like what we say goes?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, Casey gets all this inspiration from us.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know how we got through the first, like, season, two seasons or so uh, without We're Not Dead on the Air, because, obviously, it was lacking.
0: Yeah. I mean, us. have you listened to those episodes? They were so bad and awful.
1: I still acting. They just weren't natural. It was ugh, terrible.
0: Yeah. Agreed. So, you can thank all of us, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So, we will get on to some more uh, realistic uh, predictions for season yeah, four. And,
1: and maybe, like, l- shrink our egos by maybe a, a bunch <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm kind of power tripping right now. I'll admit it. Okay, so the first topic we will discuss is what are the maulers doing? Liam Carrington says, Liam, I don't think I've ever met you before. So nice to see your name on the forums. Okay. Says, something in the back of my head asks for this. Scratch and Maxi maulers might have set up camp in CJ's tower. Wouldn't this be nice? And then Bullethead, nice to meet you two, responded with There may be a chance they go back to the strip mall, but I doubt it. Maybe a chance they go to the adjacent tower from our hero's original, doubt it. It has to be CJ's Tower. Way to go again, Kalani. Poor Kalani.
1: Oh good time. Um CJ's Tower, they still don't know where CJ's Tower is, so they may be able to find it, but if they haven't fu- if you haven't found it by now, you'll never, ever, ever find it. If anyone's um,
0: gonna find CJ's Tower, it's gonna be Pinstripe, badass zombie motherfucker. We we say bad words on this, yeah, <laughs> motherfucker. Zombie, badass, the motherfucker dude. Ink, you know. He, I think he's really the only one who knows. Besides, you know, our lovely characters. Yeah,
1: besides besides C.J. Saul and Victor, I think Pinstripe's is the only one that knows where that tower is. So, who knows? Maybe he's Maybe. there. I don't think the Maulers there. I don't. I kind of feel as though the Maulers are now sort of this. They were already sort of a little ragtag group of people, but they had structure, and now they don't really have structure because they're out of the out of the colony. They don't have anything to command and control, and they lost a bunch of people. And you know, Derai, for better or for worse, was their leader. Mm-hmm. He's now got a hole in his chest. So, you know. yeah,
0: how about that, Derai? So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see you know where they go and what their next move is going to be. Clearly, Scratch is not going to let up on killing pegs.
1: No, nope, so probably not.
0: So, I mean, they could be camped out in a nearby tree, building a tree fort for all we know.
1: Uh, but it's still I feel speculate. like they are, they are away for now. They are most likely going to show up later. And whether or not that means that they're going to uh, help tower folks, which has been a popular theory at one point in time. So enemy, come back. My
0: enemy is my friend.
1: Exactly. Um, or if they're just going to be completely bad guys. I like the idea of them coming back to help but mm-hmm. Scratch not being able to get over herself and uh, ends up meeting her doom somehow, way, shape, or form at the hands of either Bert or Riley.
0: Right. I have a feeling we'll be getting a lot more zombie behemoth, whatever, whatever versus the colony tower folk, whatever. You know, I think we're gonna be getting some of that conflict. I think that'd be welcomed. I mean I like the whole person versus person conflict, but I'm kind of ready for some of that weird supernatural. Like, what the fuck are these things up to now? How do they do this? How do they do that? They're jumping. Yeah. They're yeah. Speaking of zombies, we have ink pimp ass zombie man in pinstripe suit zombie. And we have a point Pointed out by Scubba. Scubba and and S C bubba S-C-Bubba, is that what it is?
1: Yeah, because you know what? I did that to him when he first started coming around, and then he posted, (laughs) like, no, actually, it's S-C-Bubba, you dumbass. Read it.
0: SC Bubba. Okay, fair enough. Um, Says, one thing that really perked my ears up was in the post-finale show. There was a question about the ones with the markings, pinstripes, ink, to where Casey said that his role in season four would not be small and that we should pay very close attention to his parts in the first three seasons when we listen to them again.
1: Yep. I mean, I think we all have figured out by now by re-listening that we have heard the little ones well before they were ever identified as a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically when we're talking about Arena and Datu and the rescue mission uh, with uh, when we were first actually introduced to them with um, uh, Kalani and Angel with um, the reserve base. Uh, they've been around. They've been around a lot and I don't think we all really realized how present they were until we actually were able to identify them by sound. And that's Obviously. just the
0: beauty of this podcast is you yep. go back and you find things that you never would have noticed before.
1: Exactly. And, you know, I haven't had, because I have been so chaotic, uh, busy this summer, and all sorts of life happening, that I haven't had a chance to go back and listen to the whole season. I'm actually just listening to the recap that Casey put out of season three uh, to tide me over and get me reacquainted with what has happened so I can be ready for season four uh, Mm
0: -hmm. when it comes out
1: on Monday. So, uh, you know, there are things that I'm going to regret not having gone back to listen to uh, that I will have missed. Um, But if you have the chance and have the opportunity to go back and listen to the whole series again, hopefully before Monday, so you have a chance to uh, maybe pick up on something.
0: And yeah, let us know what you find. Send us an email. Gosh, okay, let's go over this really quick, Nick. What are our email <laughs> We're not dead podcast at com. That's Don't the only have...
1: one you need to be concerned with. Just okay. go with that one, because I think everything filters to that one anyway. So just okay, go with so we're not dead podcast right. <laughs> at gmail.com. We have like
0: 10. So yeah, send us if you go back and listen, let us know what you find and send us an email to we're not dead podcast at com. What was that again? We're not dead podcast at gmail.com.
1: Darn too. And If you find things, give us timestamps. Give us a chapter, uh, a sort of time, so we can go back and listen to it real quick and we don't have to go listen through 14 chapters trying to find what you found. Give us a timestamp. Let us know what you found um, and we will uh, gladly mention it on the air.
0: Half of the time we'll give you credit every time.
1: Yeah. And then when we forget it, um, I will probably misattribute it to someone else and then they will take all your glory.
0: Wonderful. Okay, let's move on to CJ. Nick, what the hell is going to happen to CJ? Ooh, Mr. CJ. Glory coming to an end?
1: Um, not yet. Close, but it's not yet because we still have Sean to get through. Mm-hmm. So we have to we have to resolve that storyline. Uh, Victor really, or not Victor? Um, uh, Lizzie really wants to. Was it with Lizzie? Shit, it was Lizzie that really wants to tell everyone, and Victor stops her. Oh, I thought
0: that Michigan. was
1: about Angel. Oh, that's right. That was about that. No. Um. Okay. It was Saul. It was Saul and um Victor then that said, "Don't tell about Sean. Just presume yeah. the Mullers did it." Victor is just so involved in shady dealings. <laughs> dirty, dirty man. Uh, and once again, like I said, I haven't finished that recap that Casey put out yet. I'm still listening to it, so I'm knocking the ring we're all, off.
0: we're all a little rusty it's all right but like you said nonetheless we still have to get this uh Sean thing figured out right. and I think CJ and Michael are like a match made in heaven not romantically but I want to see those two go at it you know yeah the, the yeah. plan
1: versus the execution it-
0: exactly Exactly. So we have a theory from Zombe Kite, who says, Ah, uh, yes. Ah, CJ is going to kick the bucket. She's served her purpose, and like Kalani, the fat will be trimmed, so to speak. She'll hang on long enough to bequeath her sashes and whatnot, I hope. So Michael's new plan of going on the offense will stand a chance. Excellent idea. I always did have to give props to the Maulers for blowing up the arena. That was badass, even if it didn't work all the way. However, I have a feeling that Tanya is going to tell us that her blood poisoning has already advanced to the point of her being beyond health. I feel as if we didn't get to know CJ as well as we got to know Kalani, which is unfortunate. Perhaps that will be the beginning of the concluding season. CJ's backstory told by herself to whomever is with her in her final hours. Now, how cool and tragic would it be, though, if CJ never found out about Sean?
1: I don't think it would be cool or tragic. I want to see the reaction because we have... I I want to see the reaction. I want to see her lose that assumption that the Maulers did this because that's Mm -hmm. what she assumes right now is that the Maulers are the one that caused Sean's death, which mm-hmm. fits into her narrative really well, and that's why it's so easy to pigeonhole it. It's because she knows the Maulers are mad people. She knows that they're at the colony. She knows Sean was at the colony. Oh, mm-hmm. two and two together equals four, except this time it equals three.
0: Three. So, yeah, I I really love CJ. I mean, uh-huh. the character is just phenomenal. But, you know, like, trim the fat, what role does she play now? We have already a CJ kind of role, in Michael's back. So it's kind of interesting to see if they'll kind of co-host or, like, what purpose she would have if she remained alive without th- a leg.
1: I think that she's a better planner than Michael. I think everyone knows that she's a better planner than Michael. Mm-hmm. I think that she would be the one to set the fi- a final plan in motion. I don't know that she dies. Um, oh wait, Right away. She probably would be one of the more expendable people mm-hmm. that is left in the cast. Well then again they're all expendable to zombie story. Um, so
0: I feel like once we once we get her information, you know, she tells them about Dunbar and we get all of her resources and da 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 da. And sure she's a planner, but she's almost too good. So it'd be kinda to have her off, it's like what would they do? They would fuck up in some re- some way. I mean they would probably anyway, and that would just make things more interesting. So yeah. give us your shit and maybe you'll die and we'll be good.
1: Yeah, I, again, I don't think she survives. I just don't think that... I, I want to I want to see that resolution before she goes, if she goes. Mm-hmm. I, I want that to happen.
0: Yep. Yeah. All right, next topic will be immunity. There's a little theory going around on the forum. And the person with the best username ever can't wait for season three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, I like where this immunity plotline is going. Saul is immune for sure. Tanya, I think, would be too. And, well, the baby is anyone's guess until it's born. If the humans held off, at some point, couldn't every human be in Saul's bloodline? Therefore, what is remaining of the human race would all be immune. Also, if humans can turn into zombies, but not all of them, does it work the other way around? Could most of the zombies be turned back if they came into contact with someone who is immune? Maybe not all, but I know one zombie who is very close to being human, ink. If Saul bites ink, could he turn it back into a normal human? <laughs> Could you imagine the season four conclusion? It's like Salt nomming nah, 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 on Ink and then Ink like returns back to normal and he's like, oh, calls off all the attacks and the world is saved.
1: Uh, as long as Salt has enough hot sauce to make everyone taste good, go for it. <laughs> just get, you, get your Franks, sprinkle it on their arms, take, it, take a nibble. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, the, the, the immunity theory is starting to grow on me, but I don't think that it is a natural immunity. It just so happens that the two people that are related... Happen to have taken the same medical cocktail. So I don't know if it's medicine or if it's the family. Because right.
0: Remember CJ they, you know when they, Saul and Victor were at ground zero and Saul was breathing in all those fumes or whatnot. Right. And you know, CJ said well maybe it's the antibiotics you're on. Do you remember you're on? And Saul's like no. And then there you go.
1: Right. And again this is it's, it's something that is per, per, I would assume is purposefully done. Oh I have. We have both taken this cocktail. Oh, we both happen to be related. Which one is it? Mm-hmm. We're gonna pro- I would hope we would find out before the end of the season.
0: Prediction. The baby is squirted out. The baby gets scratched or bit, and the baby doesn't turn, and everyone's happy. And they're like, oh, it's Saul. His blood is awesome.
1: Yep. That would, that would certainly be a good indicator that it is the family and not the medicine.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. The next topic we're going to talk about really quick, not too much to say here, is Angel's death. More importantly, <laughs> Angel's death.
1: <laughs> okay, evil laughter.
0: What? what? What is this evil laughter I am hearing?
1: Oh, you don't remember my irrational hatred of Angel? Okay, it has been I, a while well, I figured
0: hearing. it's been a while, and it sounds somewhat familiar. But I think you have irrational hatred for many of the characters. No. No, just I'm just for, kidding. Just I totally remember the whole Angel thing. You and Wraith. Yes, I yes. I remember.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, that it was. was so it it may. I won't say it made my day. He went out like a, a boss. So, again, great great job, Angel, Shane, Casey. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, the topic uh, here
0: is kind of the whole, how is Riley going to you know, react to this thing? Will we find out she loved Angel, or will she just love him like a bro? You know, it's no, kind of one she, of those.
1: She, she more than bro loved him. I bro. think that it was... Something that she she denied for a very long time to herself, and before she got a chance to really act on it, it was not possible. So I think that that's a problem that is going to come knocking at Scratch's door before the season's over.
0: Totally. Now, who do you think – I know we've talked about this before, but since we're kind of on the topic, who do you think is going to be the one to avenge Angel's death? Do you think they're going to find out about how this happened? Yes. Undead Sweeper said – brought up a good point and said, I have a bad feeling that Riley is going to find out about Angel through the video. I don't think it was destroyed. That's another way she might find out unless it's – you know, it could be sitting on the ground and she – oh, what's this? Or whatever. (laughs) That was terrible. (laughs) That was like a Mickey Mouse hybrid.
1: What
0: I don't know. What? Okay. I don't know. Wow. I don't know, Nick. I haven't that's practiced okay. my Riley. Like
1: I, 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 I'm sorry, I can't Claire. do any better, but
0: anyway. That's a theory of how Riley might find out. Yeah, but I, you know, yeah, who's gonna avenge who's gonna be the one to avenge Angel? I mean we have Bert that wants to kill Scratch and we're gonna have Riley everyone wants to kill Scratch, but more so now I feel like it's Riley and a
1: uh, Bert. Well, you know, it's it's def- I feel like it's down to the two of them. I know that there's a lot of people that feel like Bert should be the person to do it. I really don't agree. I think that Bert and Scratch, while intertwined as much as they are, mm-hmm. I really do feel like Riley has the better reason. Yes, mm-hmm. Bert lost his gun. Yes, Bert lost, you know, his lost his fingers and his weight, and I don't know. Has a nice, cool, easy top beard now because of her. But uh, I feel like Riley, if she when, if and when she finds out, has the greater arc. Mm-hmm. In the story to go after Scratch because this was the love of her after reality zombie life. And now he's gone and it's all her fault.
0: Yeah, I, I think I would, as cool as it would be for Bert to finish off Scratch, I don't, I don't know. I just don't know if it's, not I don't want to say in him to do it because obviously he wants to no, cut her God. head off. But, you know, I I agree with you. I think Riley has the more like, yeah.
1: And you know what? I will gladly be wrong if I have to. I know there there are a lot of scratch lovers out there that want uh, her to, I don't know, do mean, horrible, nasty, no good, very bad things to everyone. But mm-hmm. uh, I, she, she cannot live. She cannot? No.
0: Sorry, Jenna. All right. So let's talk about our zombies. So forum user The Tech says, so this may just be in its early stages of theorizing, but I believe we may have seen the last of the behemoths. I say this with the thinking that if there were a bunch of them, Arrowhead, love that, wouldn't have been so popular. And we do know that the behemoths are tough-skinned like inklings and incredibly durable like inklings. My thoughts are that behemoths were the early tests for the pinstripe inklings.
1: Um, I have no problem with that. I would like to see behemoths again because I like how difficult a battle it is because no one really has been able to take them down without a huge assist some way, shape, or form. So, I would like them to be there still, but I can understand why we all think that the Behemoths are this imperfected version of the little ones who exploded, Mm -hmm. and now the little ones are what they are. And they are the perfection of whatever experiment, not Franken-zombie experiment, but experiment (laughs) to make a perfect zombie super soldier.
0: Right, and I think that'd be freaking fascinating. I mean, you know, you have all these like weird ass concoctions like the big fat behemoth. Sure, he's fast, not faster, he's strong and, you know, a brick shit house, but he's not very fast and it sounds like he's kind of oversized to a fault. So these yeah. little ones, and I say little ones with a grain of salt, are like the perfection. They're like yeah. the shit and that's why they're all like numbered and sharp. Oh. I hate the sounds they make too. I'm just putting that out there. They freaking freak me out.
1: They're great sounds.
0: <laughs> Was that good? Chili. Was that legit? All right, right on. Totally legit. (laughs) Okay, and one of our final topics is the future and how exactly are they going to take the offensive and fight back? (laughs) Oh, we got some theories here. Okay, Lip Master in a nutshell says that CJ and Tanya are both going to be instrumental sources of, it, of info in Season 4. Tanya has all of her notes, and CJ still has a lot of the backstory behind Ink and the others at Dunbar. And if they pool their resources, we'll have a good idea of what they're looking at. S.C. Bubba? Yep. Okay. So, uh, I wonder if we're going to see Michael's crew setting up ambushes and traps. Complex Math says, I suspect they'll abandon the colony as unsafe and move to CJ's tower. They don't need the extra space provided by the colony anyway. And the move is consistent with Michael's desire to get on the offensive. Liam Carrington says, "Well, Bert and Riley will remember a lot about the hospital, and they may recall the Devil's Workshop, which could be considered the center of all evil things. And they have a helicopter and could land on top of the hospital. And also, Victor, Saul, and CJ know what they know about Ground Zero. And Hardcore says that he thinks they'll stay at the colony, because it's not just the main characters there. There's also a few dozen colonists, too, and all the equipment, supplies, and vehicles, and at least one helicopter, if the Black Hawk from Irwin makes it there intact. A little of everything there.
1: Um... I don't think the Black Hawk's making it intact. Yeah, her, I think...
0: Well, no, you, N- Nurse Britt brought it down with her to the, oh, the bone shop. Oh, so yeah. she,
1: she's feeding a whiskey to make it feel You don't better.
0: understand. She's going to save the fucking day, man. You don't understand. She has to right well, her wrong.
1: you... Nurse Britt's going to have to fight it out with Skittles to save the day. That's all I have to say about that.
0: Aw. Skittles! Skittles! Uh, so, yeah, we have a little of everything there. It sounds like it's pretty half and half. People say they're going to save the colony. They're going to go to CJ's.
1: Yeah, I, I feel, I don't know, the, the colony sustained a bunch of damage, but I still feel like it is far enough away from L.A. and safer than traveling everyone back up there because I think they finally realize that, you know, whenever there's a group of us together, we get killed. Oh, ho, ho, who said that a <laughs> while ago? Can't imagine. Thumbs, <laughs> this guy. um, And a bunch of other people, too, so I'm not taking all credit. Mm. I don't think they're going to go on the move like that. I think they have to do their little operative teams i think they have to do things like that and move out scout and find out where they are yes obviously the hospital is coming back into play it's the last place that we know that they exist in a group because um, the arena is gone thank you to the mullers so the the, the hospital left it's going to be one of the first places they have to go look um and i can't imagine they're going to do it on foot because that's just a death sentence
0: Right, it's just kind of funny to think about the concept of Michael and Co. ambushing these little zombie dudes. You know, they can do some guerrilla warfare. I mean, they do have the Cody, so I don't know how reusable that is after each use. But they don't have the yeah. So no, they
1: have they have the Cody. They just Cody go boom.
0: Cody go boom, then Cody's Dunsky.
1: Yeah, Cody Cody used all right.
0: Okay, that but yeah.
1: So yeah,
0: it's interesting. I'm really interested. Yeah, I'm fascinated to see how they're how they're going to do this. <laughs> Are they going to go? Bring pop some Zs? What you feel is kind of, well, then again, I'm trying to think of how replenishing the Z army would be. Are there still enough people out there alive that they can infect? And it sounds like Irwin and Boulder were one of the last main establishments as far as we know.
1: And now they're just smoldering piles.
0: Smoldering piles of little ones. Yes. Yay! Yay. Is good! Hey, we did forget uh,
1: one topic, though. What's that? Kelly and Victor.
0: Oh, Are yes. they going to boink? Oh, yes. They're going to boink. It's going to be fun. I love Kelly. I've <laughs> missed her.
1: <laughs> I think it probably already happened. If there's any sort of um, uh, gap in time between mm-hmm. the end of season three and the beginning of season four, I get the distinct feeling that Kelly and Victor will have boinked a lot.
0: Probably. Maybe Kayla will get knocked up and her and Lizzie can, like,
1: you know. Be prego together?
0: Well... You know, I, I'm wondering if there's going to be any lapse in time. Because Lizzie is, what, how far along now, did they say? she's the
1: beginning of the third trimester.
0: Okay, that not Because she,
1: she would have been knocked up in on July 4th. July, and, it's and this, so it's... It's December just after Christmas now, isn't it? Okay. Or, like, right before Cause, Christmas.
0: Because I have a feeling that Casey's going to do a nasty birthing scene. Yeah, maybe. All right, right so... I think that covers most of the topics. The main topics anyway.
1: Yeah, the main the main the main what has to happen. Well of course we also have to do mention the one of the biggest unanswered questions is Michael and the waterworks and Randy, Randy and how that whole thing happened. But you know Yeah. We still have nothing on that, so who the hell knows?
0: We don't. So yeah, that'll be another interesting thing to look forward to. Who knows when? I'm really excited for all these like random loose ends to tie together. Oh, and like- when they do we're all going to be like, duh, you, you know, that's always what happens.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, everyone was always like, oh, Doug Kalani, it was all him. Hey, spoiler alert. Um, but, <laughs> uh, you know, everyone's like, oh, Kalani, that makes so much sense. And everyone goes back and listens. and It mm-hmm. all makes perfect sense now that you've listened to it. We probably and at the time, have, you're
0: like, it couldn't have been Kalani. There's no way. He was with Dots. on his way to XYZ. And then you're like, oh, okay.
1: Oh, Fat Man timed it out. Shit.
0: Yeah. Poor Pippin.
1: R.I.P. Pippin. Hip hop. Hip-hop. hop. Hippin' Hip.
0: Chip chip. Alright, so let's tackle our two fan mails. The rest oh. of the fan was off the rest of the mail that we got was offering like, you know, penis enlargements and other wonderful
1: save wildlife stuff. That's my favorite one to get on my phone every morning at is eight o'clock. That's awesome. Save wildlife. <laughs> right I unsubs- By the way, I unsubscribed us to that one because uh I got really sick of wildlife.
0: I mean, we love wildlife. We do not um- abdicate any Uh, terrorizing wildlife, but do not send us emails about it. Thank you. Yes, please. All right. First email comes from Evan. He says, Hey, I really enjoy your podcast, even though I'm on episode three. Okay. I'm assuming he's talking about episode three of we're not dead. And in that case, God be with you, because those were shit. <laughs>
1: you, you have a long way to go, young. Cat you have a
0: long way to go, man, and it just gets better, I promise. Um, he continues and says, "I'm listening to the part of fan mail where you guys are imagining what the characters look like. This might sound irrelevant because I'm so far behind, but a good model for Saul, I think, would be Aziz and Sari from Parks and Rec." It's like the writers deliberately modeled Saul after him. His voice, his attitude, his body type, wiry with a gut. Well, anyway, I just thought it might be worth a look on YouTube. Love your podcast, adios. You know what I've noticed is now that I've met the cast members, you know, IRL and talked to them, Mm -hmm. I imagine, with the exception of Michael and Jim gleason I imagine that most of the characters look like the actors. Uh, Well, Victor doesn't know, not Victor, but... uh, yeah, like uh, Saul, I think, looks just like Nate G's. Um, mm-hmm. Kelly is Kelly. You, you know, Riley is Claire. Yeah. yeah, I
1: I, I definitely see that. Although, fun, interesting fact, because uh, I just Googled it, uh, Parks and Recreation and, uh, and We're Alive came out a month, uh, like, within a month of each other, pretty much. Oh. So, the odds of Nate being actually uh, patterned off of that, probably slim. Um, <laughs> however, you know, that's not to say that influences don't come or whatever or things we may add on to it may make sense to that but Mm -hmm. uh, it was April 9th, 2009 was Parks and Rec's release. So... Oh boy, there you Pretty darn close to when our Weird life started. The
0: burrito! All right. Our last one comes from Devin. He says If you were able to go back to your house, what is one thing you would grab and why? And just to let you know, you have a listener from Canada, British Columbia. And tell Casey Whalen, too, that his podcast is amazing. You hear that, Pike Paw? You're not the only Canadian listener.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Pikey Paw. Although Pikey, you did tweet you did. us today, so glad you're still out there.
0: Yay! He's Yay. alive. Here. He's alive. Ah. Um, if I could go back to my house and, and assuming that this is a fictional world, this is my best zombie weapon I've ever thought of. It's called the Morph Array. Morph oray, and it's from Ratchet and Clank. And what you do is you shoot this gun at anything, and they turn it turns whatever you shot into a chicken. Huh. Okay, well, your endless will, will it be food a supply. Chicken? No, it'd be a healthy, fat chicken. And so what happens is you would get rid of your zombie problem and have an endless supply of food. It's like hmm. really, and then you'd have like Goku from Dragon Ball Z with you, and then you'd be set.
1: Okay, so back in reality world, when you go back to your house, what are you gonna get? <sighs> gun. <laughs>
0: it's not as cool though. It's a Morpho Ray.
1: No, I would, I would agree. That's not nearly as cool. No, you yeah, know a it, gun.
0: What about you, Nick?
1: It sucks. I saw this email come in. Like I don't even remember when now. It was a little like maybe three weeks ago. I've been thinking mm-hmm. about. It. I was like. Damn, this sucks. Cause I, I know I mentioned that uh, I had an uncool living situation. I'm still in that uncool living situation. My stuff is all in storage. If I come back to the house, I'm gonna have to borrow something. I'll have to like sign a lease for it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Grab a big vacuum cleaner to swing it. I, Can I, you
0: buy uh, grab like a kitchen knife or something? <laughs> I, I don't think do honestly,
1: that. I would probably have to grab some sort of stabby melee weapon that's around the house. So yeah, I may have to go with kitchen knife. A kitchen and some, then... Or something maybe like an axe, because I know there's an axe. Yeah. You
0: don't want to use a knife, because those are too, you have to get too close for that. And yeah, you don't I would, want blood I would much rather something.
1: have the length of an axe, or potentially like an aluminum baseball bat, so that way I can't like, snap the handle off when I impale a zombie in the head. Yeah, so and then no, you get the knife, with,
0: and yeah, you duct tape it to the end of your bat.
1: Oh, perfect. Yeah, so I have like a rigging. Ban- or on the end of the axe, so I have a bandit on an axe. So mm-hmm. there we go. Yeah. Okay. So I'll have to say, uh, realistically, an axe.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, yeah, I'd have to. I'm looking around my living room right now, and I don't see <laughs> jack shit that would help me. I don't think my Xbox would do any good. It or my lamp.
1: One, your Xbox would do good once. Yeah. But just I could
0: always take my lamp and, like, break off the end of it so it's all spiky and, yeah, you like, do use that, that to. to jab things in the eye. But I don't this I is have, a podcast have a bunch on of, like,
1: itself. I have a bunch of empty bottles I could throw at them, but they're plastic.
0: Yeah, that wouldn't do you any good. No, not really. You could, No, you could do a decoy, though. You could use that and sweat in the bottle and use that as a decoy, so you'd uh, be more true. on the defensive than the offensive. But, this is true. Yeah.
1: So, I guess that's our lame answer.
0: That's our lame answer. Thanks for bearing with it. And now, now ladies and gentlemen, drum roll, please. Nick, brrr, will you tell us brrr, <laughs> the chapter reveal for 37?
1: <gasps> the title for chapter 37 <gasps> is... No! We'll be right back after these messages.
0: Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week.
1: Reef Systems, Inc. has been in business for over 25 years. Their clients include such businesses as Quicksilver, Bass Pro Shops, the Hyatt Hotels, and even the Department of Fish and Game. They specialize in custom aquariums from 100 gallons to 20,000 gallons and have traveled all over the United States delivering that service. For all your fish tank needs, contact Rick Barboza or Martin Kendrick. At Reef Systems Inc.
0: Do, 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 do you have overwhelming car debt? Call one eight hundred butt sex insurance. And okay, that was my lame. <laughs> ex- that was my my okay. I like the word butt sex a lot. If you can't tell, okay. So again,
1: sorry, we're done with that now. So chapter thirty-seven title is balance of power.
0: Ba- ba- balance, balance of power. Of power. power.
1: <laughs> so go to town with that. I, I mean. I think it's pretty
0: evident what it's talking about. Yeah,
1: given what we know about where we left off, I think that it's um, a pretty good indication what to expect. So I'm expecting we're not going to get our time jump that some people think we might get. I think we're going directly into potentially even just going right into Tanya's journals and what Mm she found and Mm -hmm. maybe get some evidence of that. Maybe we go right into that sort of thing so we can start uh, working our way towards The Tower Folk on the offensive.
0: Yep. I think so. We have lots of power to balance next season. (laughs) That's great. We do. So awesome. Hey, that was a fun episode.
1: Absolutely. And it was relatively quick for while. We did good.
0: I know. Okay. So for you fans, I don't, Nick, necessarily know how you left off the season uh, of We're Not Dead last time. It was
1: the live episode that we did with um, Mr. Blackhawk himself.
0: Okay, I'm talking more like formatting. So I'll just oh, run format? through this really no, quick. <laughs> um, that was so long ago, I don't remember.
1: The I fuck know are you?
0: you didn't remember what you did yesterday, right? So huh? for you fans of We're Not Dead, first of all, we love you and want your children. Mwah. But second, we are going to try to make this season a lot more streamlined, not as long. We're going to try to cut down, trim the fat, if you will, yes. and you will. Um, you know, we're going to try to do some contests, have some uh, cast interviews on here. So, anyway, some fun shit lined up, but we would love your feedback and or comments, questions, anything you think that would help benefit us to make this more enjoyable for you to listen to.
1: Yep, and one of the things that you should probably be aware of uh, immediately about uh, the new format that we're aiming for, uh, less recap, more yes. talky about important things, much less recappy.
0: Yes, and I, it's kind of a double-sided sword. Because some people like the recaps because you know if they want to go back and listen to a random episode, it gives them a refresher of like what's happening. But true, and it gives bees the
1: opportunity to do fun things in the background over top of us, and which is really really cool, and I really do appreciate it. But mm-hmm. uh, man. It's- it's so It just tedious. takes up
0: too much time. So I think what we'll do is we'll just, you know, kind of like we did today, we'll do the bullet points, obviously give a little more background about what happened, not necessarily the entire episode, but it'll save some time and we can just focus and hone in on those and uh,
1: yeah, so call honing, it good. Honing in on theories, not so much honing in on minutiae of detail. Yeah, exactly. Unless it is absolutely important.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously we're not going to skip anything that's, like, not fat. So like, anyway, oh anyway, no, Saul got
1: <laughs> shot in the head. No, we're not going to talk about that.
0: No, yeah, no, 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 no. Nah, no. Um, so, if you want to email us again to we're not dead podcast at gmail.com with your suggestions, or we'll we will have a forum thread opened, I'm sure for this oh, episode. Yeah. and then it's, just, yeah, it's
1: actually open right now. I think the title is W N D episode. Because I couldn't <laughs> remember what episode number we were on because it's been almost a year. Uh, you can also get us at W N D podcast uh, on Twitter's, and we're also on Facebook. Uh, we're Not Dead official community podcast.
0: Right. And you can find me on We're Not Dead. But you can find me on Twitter at, at Brit5091. The numbers are random, I'm aware. You can find me on my website, Blonder.com. You can find Nick. Where at, can I find you?
1: At Nick Voodoo. N-I-K-V-O-O-D-O-O.
0: There we go. go so, go, Yeah. Go. So, let us know what you think. Again, you know, we're trying to make this last season as enjoyable as possible. So, any and all suggestions and comments are good. And I do accept hot wings. Just throwing that out there.
1: I accept buffalo wings because that's what they're fucking called.
0: Whatever, bro. Don't be so, like, whatever. Western New York snobby? Yeah, exactly. That. Damn straight. (laughs) Well, thank you for listening to this episode of We're Not Dead. And we will be back next week. Damn straight. Super, Super exciting. Well, for Nick, for me, and for myself... Thank you for listening. <laughs> bye. <laughs> oh, are we supposed to say
1: bye? I have bye. no idea. We're we can... out. Bye. Peace. Adios. Let's go